Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's Proverbs 22, 6. This verse is amazing. When your kids are screwing up and you just hold to this verse thinking, I raised them up in the Lord. They're going to come back. I've been so thankful for this verse so many times. But there is something else very important in the scripture that we don't want to miss. It says in the way he should go or she should go. This indicates that there's a specific plan or kingdom destiny for each child and person for that matter. Whether you are a parent or not, you still train children up, nieces, nephews, spiritual sons and daughters, and each person has their own way that they should go. Comparison is a strategy of the enemy. If you have siblings, how many of you as a child were compared to your siblings? It pits you against them. You're supposed to love them and they should love you. That's tough. It's a hindrance for you to step into your destiny when you're being compared to someone else. Now, I'm not saying as parents we shouldn't have solid values and standards for our kids, and they can be the same for each child. Like, no one's dating until you're 30. I don't care which kid it is, you're not doing it. (laughs) But the point is, as parents, we sometimes compare our kids to others, but they have a specific way to go, planned by the Lord, so let's encourage them in their way. And not just kids, but as people, we compare ourselves to others. How many have done that before? It's on God's heart to break that off of us today. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And then another version says, Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So speaking of races, you know, they used to run naked back in the day so they could run faster. Some of you would probably like to bring that back, (laughs) and some definitely not. So it says, throw off everything that hinders and run the race set before you. Comparing ourselves to others, let's throw that off. Satan would love for you to become anyone else except you. He doesn't care if you become a clown or a donkey, as long as you weren't intended by God to be a clown or a donkey. He just wants to stop God's original plan for you. If he can do that, then he's done his job. We can't ever measure up to anyone else anyway, because we weren't intended to be them. Maybe we compare our bodies, our career, how much money we make, how religious we are. That's a dead end, literally, because you won't ever step into life abundant when we're trying to live someone else's life. You may have heard this statement, we're not here to compete with others, we're here to complete others. When each person in the body of Christ matters and develops in their own spot, that's when the body of Christ begins stepping into the fullness that God intended. You have the unique opportunity to be you. No one else can. Only you can be you, and everyone else is taken. So you don't really have a choice. Ephesians 4, verses 12 through 16, and this is speaking about fivefold ministers. It says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. 
Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. So we're not trying to be like so-and-so. We're being like Jesus. Moving on in verse 15, it says, More like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Now, come on, who has ever wanted a perfect body? We all do, right? Well, if we can't have one in the natural, then let's at least be a part of one, huh? (laughs) I think that's a good idea. And then the final part of this verse says, As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That is fantastic. The whole idea with comparing in the body of Christ, it's like the hand wants to be a foot and the foot wants to be a nose scenario. That doesn't work. That verse said, as each part does its own special work. Some people are like, well, I'm going to do my special work, but I'm also going to do my husband's special work and my friend's special work and my neighbor's special work. No, we cannot do anyone else's special work. That's special because it's theirs. We need to do our own. We need to stay in our own yard and take care of our own special work. And I can't handle anyone else's special work anyway. I wasn't created to do that. Now, sometimes we compare ourselves to others subconsciously. Remember when the Israelites were supposed to go into the promised land? They sent out a team to check it out. Most of the team came back with a bad report. In Numbers 13.33, it says, We saw the giants, and we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. They had no idea what the giants would think of them. They were spying, so the giants never even knew they were there. They thought of themselves as grasshoppers, so that led to the lie that everyone saw them as grasshoppers. They had God on their side, a promise from the Lord, but they still had wrong thinking, self-sabotage. Let's begin to recognize when this is happening and shut it down. Another verse in that chapter, Numbers 13, just a little bit before, in verse 30, it says, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to take the land. This is what Joshua and Caleb were saying. Come on, who is well able? We are. Joshua and Caleb were like, No, we can do this. I don't care if we're smaller. I don't care. I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm following God's promise for me. We can't be 100% us if we are trying to be someone else or something else, even a little bit. You know what that is? That's a little bit of poop in your cookies. I've worked with teens in the past, and there's a scenario I like to share. Let's say you're making cookies, and you put the flour and the butter and the sugar and the chocolate chips, and it's going to be awesome. And then you just take a little teaspoon of poop and put it in there. Like you would never eat those cookies. It's gross, right? Even though everything else looks good but not even a little bit. We don't even want a little bit of comparison in our lives. Now, what I'm not saying is don't get help from others, mentors in your field. Let's say you're a musician. Get other musicians to study under. Listen to podcasts from people who do what God has called you to do. I love that. Get help. Work with the body of Christ. You strengthen others and they strengthen you, but stay on task in your destiny. You get help from someone but you're not becoming another version of them. You're becoming the best version of you. We need every person to be themselves to complete the body. 
I've shared this before in other podcasts, but that whole idea, it comes from Wendy Backland. She says, what do you call an apple tree before it bears fruit? It's still an apple tree. Wendy tells a story of one day having a conversation with God, and he told her that she was an author. And she said, well, I've never written a book. God told her, you're still an author, even if you never write a book, because that's how I created you. So how many know that conversation sparked hope in her? And guess what? She is now. You got it. She's an author. So let's get your mind renewed. Believe God for your future success. Everything you put your hand to will succeed. If you can, look at your hand right now. Your hand, everything you put your hand to will succeed. Do you believe that? If you had faith as much as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Romans 12 says, according to the measure of faith God has given you. So God has given us all a measure of faith. So what are you going to put your faith to? We can apply that to good things or evil things. We can apply it to comparing ourselves or to not comparing ourselves. I was in a conversation recently and somebody said, well, that person has zero faith. And I said, no, they have faith. They're just putting their faith in the wrong thing. We've all been given faith. So put your faith into what God says about you. When we compare ourselves to others, we're saying, I have faith for their plan, but not mine. You're saying, I don't believe it when God says, I know the plans I have for you. Now, maybe you just haven't received revelation of what your plan is. And there's times for that, right? But when we keep looking at someone else's plan, you won't see yours. Comparing is a distraction and you can't be them anyway. And who wants to be? Anyone ever applied for a job and you thought it would be awesome and then it turned out to be the opposite? One of my first jobs was at a hardware store. It was called True Value and I hated it. So I thought, I'll do anything to get out of this job. And then I went to work at Burger King and I had to wear this terrible dorky uniform. I should have stayed at True Value. Come on, that name is totally prophetic anyway. True Value? Those are good words. I should have stayed there. (laughs) When comparison is allowed in our lives, We think it would be better, but it never will be. You've heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side. The grass just isn't greener. And in fact, there are weeds over there too. In 1 Samuel 17, 39, this is a scripture where David puts on Saul's armor. So it says, David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Saul's armor, his sword, it didn't fit, so he took them off. He threw off that which hinders. Let me ask you, are you wearing someone else's armor? Have you been trying to make something fit that you weren't ever meant to wear? Sometimes it's a job or a fashion style. Example, I see a lot of teens in that goth look. When they were eight, they were wearing rainbows and ponies, and they're, now they're 14 and they're wearing black head to toe. Now, I like black. Black is slimming, right? But sometimes you look at people and you're like, that just doesn't seem like them. I remember I was at the grocery store one time and I saw this really tall man and, and he was wearing like a tie-dye dress and jewelry and just obviously looked a little bit different than most people. And so I began to ask the Lord, what's going on with this man? Because you know how sometimes you're at the grocery store and it seems like, especially a smaller one, and you just, it seems like you wind up shopping with a stranger. You don't really mean to be, but it seems like you keep bumping into them. (laughs) Maybe in those moments, God's trying to say something to you. Maybe he's like, hey, I just want you to give an encouraging word to this person, or they just need somebody to smile at them. 
be sensitive to what God is doing when those kind of strange things happen to you when you're out and about. So I began to ask the Lord about this man, and he showed me an image in the spirit of this man, and he had small burns all over his body. And the Lord began to show me and tell me that he had been hurt and that that had caused him to compare himself to someone else, thinking, well, if I look like someone else, then I won't be hurt again. It's warped. When we look to anything other than Jesus to define us, the enemy steps in and begins to warp our thinking. We are not carbon copies. We're not all the same. We are men and women on purpose. We are tall and short and artsy or creative or even mathematical numbers kind of people. We are all these different things on purpose. In Matthew 5 verses 13 through 16, and this is the message version, it says, Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. I love that verse. It talks about God flavors. So there's different types of flavors, colors, multiple colors. I'm going to read in Luke chapter 4, and this is verse 30. But before I read that, I just want to explain what was happening here is Jesus had preached in the synagogue. It was great, of course, always is, right? It's Jesus. But then the people got mad at him. You know him. He would sometimes ruffle some feathers. I kind of like that about him. But anyway, so they wanted to kill him, like throw him off a cliff. That's what they wanted to do. And it says in Luke 4, verse 30, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. He went on his way, just like that verse, train up a child in the way that they should go. Nobody else can stop you from being you. These people even wanted to kill him and they couldn't. You say, well, that was Jesus. 1 John 4, 17 says you are as Jesus is, even in this world. I talk about that verse all the time, probably because as I remind you guys, I'm reminding myself, right? We need to be reminded that we are as Jesus is, even in this world. He is in us. We have that same resurrection power that he carried. But if you don't believe it, then someone or the enemy will stop you. You'll receive what you believe. God has given you a green light to be all that you can be, just like the army. You actually already are complete in Christ. You're just in process of growing in faith for it. Sometimes when you're going after something, and in this case, we're talking about our own specific purpose or destiny, the way that we should go. But sometimes we need to get something out of the way first. For instance, if you're trying to find your spouse, your wife, your husband to marry for your lifetime, then you probably shouldn't be dating someone that you know isn't right for you. You'll miss Mr. or Mrs. Right because you're hanging out with Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. There's this show that I watched a while back, and there's these two main characters, a woman and a man, and season one, episode one, they meet, and it's clear, obviously, that they're perfect for each other. But they spend the next four seasons always dating the wrong person. And when one person will get single, then the other one's dating somebody else, and then vice versa. And then that just keeps happening on and on. So that's not a good idea. Sometimes we need to get something out of the way first. I feel like we should activate this. So let's ask Holy Spirit a question about that for us personally. Go ahead and close your eyes if you can and be prepared to hear from the Lord. Holy Spirit, is there something in my life that doesn't fit? 
that you didn't intend for me. Holy Spirit, what do you want to show me about that thing? Okay, hold on to that revelation. We're going to do something with it in a few minutes. When you get revelation from God, do something with it. Write it down. Ask him for more. Back to the way that you should go. When you step into your thing, it feels right. It's not easy. There will be resistance from the enemy because he doesn't want you to be you. He's hoping you'll try to be a rock star when you're supposed to be a plumber or try to be a plumber when you're supposed to be a rock star. And on a side note, we are all rock stars at whatever we do. Amen. But the enemy's plan is to take whatever God's original intent was and flip it, turn it upside down, warp it, pervert it, distort it. He doesn't care what it winds up looking like as long as it's not what God intended. We're here to stop that and seek God's intention in every area of our lives, our marriage, relationships, parenting, workplace, schools, church, etc. So you might be thinking, well, how do I not compare myself to others? Make the decision not to. When those thoughts come in, you know, those thoughts like you're not this and that, like that person, you don't have that thing. You shut those thoughts down. You are a powerful person. You have resurrection power flowing through your veins. So just repent. Repentance is not just something that you do as a one-time thing when you get saved. But throughout your life, if you realize that you've been thinking something or doing something that does not align with God, like comparing yourself to others, you change your mind. You change your thinking. That is repentance. The activation that we did Whatever the Lord showed you that doesn't fit in your life, take some time to connect with him on that. Declare that you're not going to do that anymore, that you're going to throw off that which hinders. And thank God for the power and the grace to choose not to, and to choose not to compare. As believers, we aren't like everyone else. It's common to compare, but you're not common. There is nothing basic about you. You are supernaturally powerful. You make good decisions. You are swimming upstream and loving it. You are free to be you. There's a song that the Lord brought to my mind when I was preparing for this. It starts out with, I got a couple dents in my fender. Some of you already know it and you're singing it in your head right now. But here's the lyrics. It says, I got a couple dents in my fender, got a couple rips in my jeans. Try to fit the pieces together, but perfection is my enemy. And on my own, I'm so clumsy, but on your shoulders, I can see. And then the last line is, I'm free to be me. You are free to be you. Jesus came and he brought freedom for me to be free to be me and you to be free to be you. So let's go back to that verse. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go. We are all children of God, right? Together, let's allow the Lord, our Father, to train us up in the way that we should go. I feel like I need to pray this over us. So I'm going to pray, but I want you to make this your personal prayer as well. Thank you, Lord, that you are showing me my way, the plans that you have for me. Help me to respond to you. Lord, help me to walk through the crowd as Jesus did and go on my way. You know, I really feel a blessing on that, and I feel like the Lord is honoring that already. As we wrap up, we're going to do one final activation. So let's ask the Lord one more question. Holy Spirit, what race do you want me to run?
Holy Spirit, what race do you want me to run? We're at the tail end of this, so I'm just going to say a couple more things and then let you guys spend some time with the Lord. You know, you are going to be so busy being you that you won't have time to compare yourself to others. I'm excited for that. And I'd love for you guys to spend some more time just continuing to press in to that last question. What did the Lord show you about what race you are supposed to run? So spend some time in prayer with God the Father today. Bless you guys. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed.